Hi and welcome to Create English on Ripollet Radio. It's June, so this is our June edition. And, um, well, for today I thought we could do sort of a roundup of all the things we've done through the year. So I'm just going to be just, um, you know, uh, picking from clips from the previous programs and just making a couple of comments about them. And then uh, that's basically what we've got for today. So I hope you've enjoyed the program this year, this season. And wow, another year has passed. So can you believe that? Well, anyway, let's get down to uh, looking at the things we've done and see what we've learned this year. So, off we go. Well, right. In October, uh, we did a thing which was um, vocabulary basically we looked at um, similar ideas but different ways of saying these ideas in Spanish and English and there is one example that I'd like to bring here which is um, uh, which is the um, idea of aprovechar which is the idea of you know uh, a lot of things actually but Spanish expresses this with one word aprovechar Um, and English uses, you know, different ways uh, to say the same thing. So let's just uh, listen to how we, you know, um, tackled this problem in October. And for today, we've got the uh, problem area of aprovechar. Now, how do you say that in English? You know, it's my students ask me like, you know, how do you say aprovechar? And of course, you can just uh, look it up in the dictionary and you will find... Perhaps the first, uh, one of the first answers will be to take advantage of something. Um, but uh, that's not always the best choice for all kinds of situations. So it really depends on the context. And let me just, well, let me just show you some examples in different contexts. Like if you say, um, aprovechar la oportunidad... That can work. You can say, take advantage of the opportunity. So that's fine. If you want to say, like, uh, aprovechar el tiempo, el tiempo libre, maybe you would want to say, you know, to use your time or to make the most of your time. Say you're visiting a country, you know, a place, and, well, you want to make the most of your time and visit as many places in that city as you can. So, um, you know, in Spanish you'd say, querías aprovechar y visitar lo más que podías, yeah? But in English you would say, well, you wanted to make the most of your time 
And finally, um, que aproveche, yeah? Uh, what would you say for that in English? Um, you would say, enjoy your meal. So that's again a different word. So we've had uh, take advantage of, make use of, or make the most of, and enjoy. Now all these ideas are expressed with the same verb in Spanish, which is aprovechar, but in English you can use these different forms for the same ideas. Yep, so um, I hope you've, um, well, you've got a better insight now into this uh, problem point. And uh, next time you have to say, you know, uh, aprovechar, well, you will have a wider range of choice uh, of saying that in English. Right, uh, okay, in November, uh, there was a grammar point that I think it would be a good idea to look at again. And this was um, this is the um, a very frequent and typical um, confusion uh, that students have between the present perfect and the simple past and the simple present, etc. So I'm not gonna talk about it now because it we did it in November. So I'm just gonna use the clip and we're going to listen to this clip. I think it's pretty well explained there. So here we go. The first thing was um, no como carne hace mucho. Yeah, how would you say this in English? And how would you say no lo veo ultimamente? Well, here's, here we are, the answers. Um, the first one would be I haven't eaten meat for a long time. I haven't eaten meat for a long time. Um, if you remember, we talked about how Spanish treats this grammar point differently. In Spanish, you use uh, the simple present form, like no como carne, uh, even though you're talking about a period uh, from the past to the present. In, in English, uh, it's, this is different. Uh, you, you can't use the present simple for this. You would say, I haven't eaten, I have not eaten meat for a long time. That's called the present perfect tense. One of the typical uses of the present perfect tense. And uh, similarly, um, no lo veo ultimamente. Again, in Spanish you use the simple present, no lo veo. But in English, that would be, I haven't seen him recently. I haven't seen him recently. I have not seen him recently. Again, the present perfect tense used to express this idea of uh, recent past, uh, but still the past, connected to the present. You're listening to Create English on Ripollet Radio with Gabor Legradi. 
We are looking back at our previous programs and just picking from the most uh, interesting or useful um, bits that we did in this um, past year. And so let me announce the next clip, which is from the uh, December program. And this uh, is about the, um, this interesting feature in the English language, which is the noun and noun combination, where the first noun takes the function of an adjective. Ooh, this sounds sort of complicated, doesn't it? Well, when you look at it uh, through the examples, it's quite simple, actually. But it is interesting, and it is very useful and very frequent. So... Let's just listen to the clip which explains this point. Say the following in English. Funda de guitarra. Temperatura ambiental. Sacapuntas. And comercial. Right? The person who visits um, businesses and tries to sell a product. Um, so, what would these be in English? Let's just see. Funda de guitarra. Guitar case. Yeah, you've got the guitar and the case. Two nouns. You put them together and you've got a guitar case. Funda de guitarra. Temperatura ambiental. Room temperature. Yes, you've got room, you've got temperature. You put them together. Room temperature. Sacapuntas. Well, you've got pencil and sharpener. So that's pencil sharpener. Sacapuntas. And the fourth one, el comercial, is a sales representative. Sales representative. There you go. There you go. Well, I quite often use this expression. There you go. Which means like, uh, bueno, aquí lo tienes. O es, esto es, o toma. <laughs> or similar. Right, anyway. Yeah, what's next? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the tail. One of the tails was uh, the crow and the fox. Or the fox and the crow. And the cheese, if you remember. I quite like this story. Um, so, um... We're just going to listen to uh, to it again. Yeah, as simple as that. So, uh, this is the story of the crow, the fox and the cheese. One day, a crow was sitting on a tree, holding a big piece of cheese in its beak. Soon, a fox walked by and smelt the cheese but he didn't know where it was. He walked around the tree several times until he looked up and saw the crow sitting 
on a branch of the tree. Well, the tree was too tall, so he couldn't climb up. The fox was very hungry, and he really wanted to get the cheese somehow. So he cried out to the crow this way: "Morning, crow. How are you today?" But there was no answer. He tried again. Good morning, crow. I hope you're having a good day. Well, the crow looked down, but did not say a word. Fine, thought the fox. I need some tricks to make the crow speak. So the fox started dancing, and he thought maybe this way. I can make the crow laugh, and it will just open its beak, and the cheese will fall into my arms. Well, but that did not happen. The crow held the cheese in its beak firmly, and did not say a word. The fox jumped, skipped, juggled, rolled on the ground. And did all kinds of funny things to make the crow laugh, but the crow didn't laugh. It held the cheese in its beak and did not say a word. Now the fox became sad and started to walk away. But then it occurred to him to try one more thing. So he turned back and told the crow, "Before I go, I want to tell you something. You are such a beautiful bird. You are the most beautiful bird in the whole forest. I'm sure that you've got a beautiful voice. Why don't you sing a song for me? Just." A little song would be enough to make me happy. Well, this was the first time that the crow heard a thing like that. This was the first time somebody told the crow that it was the most beautiful bird in the forest, and the crow suddenly felt something new, something different. The crow felt. Hmm, I'm important. The fox is saying I'm a beautiful bird. The fox wants me to sing. The fox says I've got a beautiful voice. Well then, I could sing. Why not? With a beautiful voice, I could sing a little song. And so the crow started to call, which was not singing at all. And it was not pretty, but it was enough for the cheese to fall out. So the cheese fell on the ground just in front of the fox. Now the fox picked it up, and before he ran away, just from the corner of its mouth, said, "Well, crow, thank you for the cheese." 
It smells delicious. I'll tell you later how I liked it. But let me tell you, you are not a beautiful bird at all. You are the most stupid bird in the whole forest. And so the fox ran away and had a great dinner at home. Now, stories. Why are stories useful in learning? Well, first of all, because you learn a lot of great vocabulary if you if you choose the right story, of course. Um, make sure that it's your level, sort of. It's It will make it more enjoyable for you. And um, what else? Yeah, and if, just like in this story with the, with the crow and the cheese and the fox, uh, we've got some vocabulary that we have learned and some pronunciation. That's um, a good idea to point out, so that's coming now. The fox walked by, right? Past form is walked, not walked, right? The fox smelled the cheese. Smelled or smelt are both possible. In the first case, you write it with ed, in the second with t. And here you pronounce d or t, smelled or smelt. Right, uh, the fox didn't know where the smell was coming from. Didn't know. Okay, the negative of know in the past is didn't know. The fox looked up and saw the crow on the branch of the tree. Looked up and saw. Looked up. Not looked up. And the past of C is saw. The tree was tall. Was. The tree was. The tree was tall. That's another past of the verb to be and the rest would be the fox wanted to get the cheese now want in the past is wanted here you pronounce id wanted then the fox thought the cheese fell out then the fox skipped, not skipped, jumped, and not jumped, juggled, and rolled on the ground. The fox ran away, run, the present, ran, the past. And he had a great dinner. Had, the past form of have. Have a great dinner. Had a great dinner. And the crow felt something new.
Well, next up is uh, mistakes correction uh, through just uh, practicing. Um, there will be some uh, things to translate and uh, they will have some mistakes and you're supposed to correct them. Okay, it's all explained in the next bit. Good luck. So, first you're going to hear the Spanish version, then the translation into English with the error, and then uh, the bell sound, and following that, you will have a couple of seconds to say the corrected form. Are you ready? So here's the first one. Va a llover. No creo. Will it rain? I think no. The correct form is Will it rain? I don't think so. Here's our second example. ¿Puedo hacer una pregunta? Can I make a question? The correct form would be Can I ask a question? Next one. Lo vi en internet. I saw it in internet. I saw it on the internet. Is the correct form? On the internet. The following example is uh, No pierdas más tiempo con esa tontería. Don't lose more time on this nonsense. Don't waste more time on this nonsense is the correct one in this context. Don't waste more time. And the last example. Es un pueblo muy pequeño. Puedes acabar aburrido. It's a very small village. You can finish bored. You can end up being bored. It's a very small village. You can end up being bored is the correct form. There you go. So, uh, all in all, um, I don't think so instead of I think no. Ask a question instead of make a question, on the internet instead of in internet, waste your time instead of lose your time, end up being bored instead of finish bored. ¿Qué haces aquí?
What are you doing here? ¿La gente es amable en tu país? Are people kind in your country? ¿Has probado el sushi alguna vez? Have you tried sushi before? Say the following word in the gerund form, the ing form. So what is the ing form in English of the word hablar? Talking. Number five. ¿Cuánto hace que estás en esta empresa? How long have you been working in this company? Or how long have you been working for this company? Or how long have you worked for this company? Is also possible. Number six. Te recomiendo que leas este libro. I recommend reading this book. Or I recommend that you read this book. Number seven. De momento, no quedan más cajas. There are no more boxes left at the moment. Number eight. Qué interesante. How interesting. Number nine. Lo encontrarás en internet. You will find it on the internet. And the last one. Sabe lo que quiere estudiar. She knows what she wants to study. Listening to Yes... Songs called Rhythm of Love. we've come to the end of the program and well I hope you've found it useful and you've enjoyed what we've done in this um, this term and this season um, so it's summertime coming up so we should be back with the program in October this year so have a very good summer 
and I hope you get to practice some English. And well, just have fun, take care, and talk to you later. Bye now. Create English today.